In today's video, we have an economic storm brewing in the USA, but also in the UK and the Eurozone. So this originally was a banking sector crisis, but it's now started to spread out and hit some of those other forecasts that I made as much as two or three years ago. One of them being, well, one of them is the economic forecast, obviously with the recession depression warning, but the main one, if you recall, and we're going back a long time now, I said that the commercial real estate and the REITs would get hit really hard as a result of the new habits that have been formed within people's minds. What is that new habit? It is working from home. So I won't start going over all of that stuff I said a couple of years ago, but I'll just give you the summary here and then we'll link this into what's happening with the banks right now and what's happening with the economy and why the Treasury and the Federal Reserve are saying polar opposite things to the markets and it's causing a lot of instability. So what was I talking about a couple, maybe two and a half years ago now? And that was the commercial real estate sector or what you might say in the UK and Europe as office space, but it's not just office space, there's other things associated with it. And this also brings in line the white collar recession forecast I made well, I said a lot of these jobs this time around are not going to be blue collar. They're not going to be manufacturing because we actually need to pull a lot more manufacturing back to Europe, UK, USA. It's going to be white collar because a lot of these white collar brain jobs are being outsourced at a rapid rate. Remember, we're having these technologies converging at the moment. So we're having this happen at a rapid rate around brain work. And that is from artificial intelligence. And we're also seeing a lot of automation coming in to manufacturing as well. So I don't want to discount that because it is happening, but it's just not happening at the speed we're seeing it in white collar jobs. Why? Because a lot of these factories and automations that are being set up, they require skilled engineers, but also not just engineers, but people that have software and IT experience. So if you have software and IT experience, and engineering experience well you are going to have a very successful career as you go forward because there's going to be a huge amount of demand to program uh, this equipment and these technologies and this is why i said as well that yes okay a lot of these reports were saying that there's huge money to be made in software and making all of these robots and everything else but what i said was that really what you are doing if you're in that that sector is you are creating your own demise. But alas, it's going to happen anyway. The, the companies are pushing for all of this stuff. So no matter what, you're going to see that demise take place. Now, back to the commercial real estate or um, property sector there. And what we are seeing is that we've had this big spike in demand on manufacturing and warehousing and transport and things like that after we came out of the lockdown period. That demand is starting to slip away now, and that's been helped by the central bank's policy to raise interest rates and destroy demand. So that is, we're quite deep in that, that sector now, and I've been talking a lot about the credit cards and loans and how they've spiked and the savings rates crashed. Well, I think we're very close to the end of that period, so watch this for those of you who invest into uh, you know, your, your, your credit card companies and other sort of credit based lenders watch these stocks very closely now because I do believe we're sort of 
reaching a peak in this area where a lot of people are going to be capped out in terms of what they can borrow, what they can get in terms of loans. We're also going to see this in mortgages. We're seeing a lot of banks trying to dump mortgages or even mortgage-backed securities now. So this is happening at a rapid rate. The banks are having a crisis anyway. Massive outflows of cash, massive outflows of cash from the small banks as well. But it's not just that. The five that are too big to fail in the US and the others in the UK and Europe huge problems there as well, especially with this commercial real estate. So let's get on to that. What has actually happened there? Well, during the lockdowns, you created a new habit. Remember, it takes 30 days, 45 at most, to create a new habit. Those of you who set New Year's resolutions, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to read one hour of a book every single night, I'm going to do some personal development for 20 minutes every morning when I wake up. These sort of things take 30 days or more to actually embed. Some people do it faster, but let's just use that example. Well, now you look at all of these office workers work from home. It went on for months and months and months. What does that mean? You don't need as much office space anymore. So these sectors that had huge amounts of office space and, and they were putting prices up, prices up, prices up, therefore lifting the price of the actual building itself and the land, of course. Well, all of this is starting to reverse now, which I knew it would. I just didn't know a timeline on how long that would take. And I think what's happened is you've had a convergence of the banking sector, so all of these outflows, and therefore the losses, that's why they set up the new Fed fund to sort of stem those outflows. So you're seeing all of these outflows. At the same time, this is compounding the commercial real estate, real estate sector's values. So all of these securities based on those values are now starting to weaken. And you know this is just a death spiral. The quicker it weakens, the faster, just like 08, what did the banks do? They tried to offload those mortgages and those bundles that we knew were not AAA rated um, very, very quickly. And now we have a lot more of this stuff. Remember uh, the film The Big Short and what they talked about, how they made it illegal to use these things and everything else. But really, if you remember my investigation, all they did was they just repackaged it under a different name and they bypassed that law. I think they called it something like a bespoke tranche opportunity. It's like a BTO or something like that. So these things still exist. And what we're seeing is the offloading of a lot of these things at the moment. So this could be very bad because you haven't just got this real estate, which is a new thing. I mean, I touched upon it last week, but it's really a new thing now that this has just started. We're seeing the outflows, we're seeing the problems. But you've also got the banking sector. These small banks, remember, they're working against higher interest rates from the, the central banks, making it already more expensive for businesses and individuals to take these loans and to use this credit to um, do things in the economy. And this is why we're going to see a contraction in the economy. And I still stand by what I said. The governments are all lying about inflation, about GDP, which is your gross domestic product. If you dig into all of these charts properly, you can see that they are just lying about this data. They're not telling the truth. And I even saw an interesting article that's from CNN, and they're talking about how food prices have crashed now and it's becoming more affordable and all this. Not true. You look at the official government data, which is not even correct. It's probably double that. They're talking about food prices has uh, still increasing 8.5% year on year. So again, you're getting media manipulation and lies as well to try and make you think. I mean, I mean, 
this is the crazy thing. We can see this stuff with our own eyes, but we're being told the opposite. It's like 1984, George Orwell's, you know, double speech and everything else going on. And that brings me to another point, and that was Janet Yellen, who just did a, a press conference. I want to read out um, specifically what she said. So she sees no sign of a credit crunch at all. I mean, she says, I just don't see it. There's no evidence anywhere. What about all the outflows and all the banking outflows and the deposits and everything else? Nope, she doesn't see that as a credit crunch. I mean, this is basic economics. This is so obvious that this is a credit crunch. If you cannot borrow money as a business, if you cannot borrow for a mortgage, if you cannot borrow for a car, if you cannot borrow any money and, and liquidity is drying up, that is by definition a credit crunch. So I don't know what she's talking about. I think, again, it, she's not telling the truth. She also, and I quote, sees no evidence of credit outflows. Well, it's all over the media, these credit outflows. This is baffling. Or a contraction. The US economy is incredibly strong. She repeats it, incredibly strong. There is no downturn coming. But yet, what's just been put out by the Fed is that we're going to see a recession in the USA later this year. And as I've said for a while, we are already in a recession. UK, Eurozone, uh, USA, they are in recession already. They are just faking the numbers and the GDP data because if you start printing, printing and creating new currency and pumping that to the banks and the banks have been loaning it out and everything else, this goes into the economy. And then they count it or in effect, if you remember last year's videos, they double count it. So actually GDP isn't as strong as they are saying. They are making a lot of this stuff up. We also have the US budget deficit uh, now at $1.1 trillion. Yes, that is a, a T. It is up 96%. So it's almost double from last March of 2022. Um, the response is that they see no problem with this. It's completely affordable and they can manage it. But yeah, if you actually look at the amount of interest that governments now are paying because of these higher interest rates on this debt, it is astronomical. They're going into these massive deficits. GDP to debt ratio is over 100% for, for a number of countries. And they say that they can handle it by basically printing or doing more quantitative easing and other measures or what they call borrowing. Well, they're not borrowing, they're creating. They're, they're creating new currency uh, and uh, bonds to, to back that currency. And then, yes, in the future, those bonds will probably be destroyed and they'll reduce the supply. But this is all inflationary in nature, especially if it gets into the greater economy. If it just sits at the, you know, the, the bank's accounts with with the central bank etc then maybe it's not inflationary but a lot of this is getting into the economy so you are seeing a lot of manipulation here and the solution to raise the debt ceiling again in order to pay the debt which is now at a higher rate is insanity they should be cutting this is what government spending should be doing it should be scaling back not increasing you know they've just announced even more money for countries in you know other parts of the world uh, they just keep ramping it up ramping it up announcing more spending to counteract china on the economic stage but then you look at what they're actually putting that spending towards it's military so for a country to ramp up the military 
in order to try and put off another country from taking some of the economic benefits, I guess we can say, is, um, um, yeah, a little interesting. But Bank of America as well, one of the big five, are in big trouble at the moment because clients have just withdrawn 2.3 billion from US securities. They pulled $450 million as well from real estate stocks and deposits have continued to decrease, not just there, but in some of the other banks as well. And this is why we're seeing a lot of the banking stocks crashing quite heavily. So Bank of America down 16.6%. They were for March. They're still down 14% uh, year to date. So I don't think this is over yet for the banking stocks, but I do think those that survive, these will be a really good purchase for those of you that, that do buy banking stocks. These will be good purchases. I'm not saying, you know, buy them now. I'm saying if you're sat on the sidelines waiting for opportunities, definitely add the banking stocks to your watch list because it is likely they will be bailed out. They're too big to fail. And that's the point where you'll probably start to see some big rise again. But remember, we've still got a lot of risks on the horizon. It's not over yet. So I'm personally not buying yet. You've, those of you who've taken my stock market course, you've seen my watch list of my stocks and everything else. This is what I'm waiting for. But the other problem is there's nearly $450 billion in commercial real estate debt that's due for maturity this year. So that again is going to be very interesting as it, as it matures at these higher rates. So we could see some defaults there. And even if you think of offices, the sort of occupation rate now, it's closer to 47%. And that's across the USA. We're probably similar to that in the UK as well. I know London is down massively. I have a lot of clients who say their staff don't even want to come back to the office at the moment still, which is nothing to do with health. Let's just throw that on the table. It's nothing to do with health. People now have realized that they've got a better standard of living and quite rightly so. Who enjoys traveling for two hours every day? Not me, that's for sure. Probably not you either. And they're also saving on those costs, those travel costs. So it makes sense that people don't want to go back to the office. Is it good for productivity? I would say yes and no. Uh, but here's the other thing with it. If you think of downtown areas, it's not just the office space. You think of the workers there. What would they do at lunchtime? They would go out and they would spend money. They'd buy lunch. What would they do after work? Well, in England, you might go to the pub. You might, if you're in London, you might go for a, a pint or you might have something to eat. You might go to a restaurant, etc. Well, if you're working from home, you're not in those areas anymore. So you're not spending money in those areas. And this is added to the downfall of the businesses in those areas. Why are we seeing a record number of business collapses and hospitality and restaurants and things in those areas? Because the people aren't there. Again, it's just very sort of simple economics when we look at these things. Now, the other point is that if you think about this white collar recession that I've been talking about, we haven't seen the end of it yet. We've only really seen this first wave of layoffs. But as the recession gets deeper, and I still think it could be a deep depression, um, uh, being careful using that word, but it could be a depression. I really do think that. And that means even more layoffs in jobs that can be automated or jobs that can be done by AI or one software engineer managing AI. So we, we are going to see a lot more layoffs in these areas, which could make it even worse. And that's why I said last week, if you're holding REITs or a lot of commercial real estate, just pay attention to that area because 
there could be some risk there. And I don't want to see those of you who have just, you know, maybe just bought into that area, start to see some losses or, or heavy losses, which is possible at this stage. But remember, everything always comes back if you hold it long enough. So there's your sort of get out of jail free card there. But in terms of numbers, then I can't really say what I think the commercial real estate could plunge by, but I would say minimum of 25%. It could be 40% in a worst case, and that's recessionary. If it's depressionary, then all numbers are off the table because it, it really is um, breaking new ground there. What we saw in the Great Depression was just unbelievable losses, over 80% in, in real estate and the stock market. So again, I'm not saying we're going to see this. I'm just saying that we're going to see large losses in different areas. You've just got to make sure that you are diversified and you, you've really studied your, your area and you know what you're investing into. Now, the other risk that you've got in terms of commercial real estate is not the stuff that, that comes for renewal this year, but the stuff that comes for renewal in 2025. That's $1.5 trillion worth. So that could be even more loan defaults, which would push the prices even lower if it's only cash buyers. So people that are going to be buying with cash. And another thing I need to bring your attention to is that bank lending. So this is what banks actually lend out to people and businesses has actually dropped to the lowest ever on record. And the Fed records go back to 1973. So you think that that's 50 years this is now the lowest that banks have ever been loaning out. And, and this does have a knock-on effect because you think, how do companies actually grow? Well, they need research and development. They need new teams. They need marketing and sales and uh, new equipment, new office space, new vehicle fleets, and all these other things. And yes, if you're a big company like Apple, then you've got a lot of excess cash and you can use your cash for growth. But that's not the case with all companies. A lot of companies actually borrow the money in order to grow. So this is another uh, risk area that we are going to see. And then finally, then, what did the Fed say this week? Then they are seeing in late 2023 this year a recession, which they expect will last for two years. So that's 2024 and 2025 and then a recovery in 2026. Now they use the word mild recession. You've got to have a degree in linguistics sometimes to understand what they are uh, referring to with a lot of their language. But I think a mild recession is because they always sort of underdo it. Remember Yellen said, everything's super strong. Biden said, this is the strongest economy in US history and all this. Uh, absolute nonsense. It's not. We know it's not. Uh, we know inflation isn't <laughs> what it is either. We know it didn't drop by 1% um, over the last month. I mean, this stuff is just is just crazy. So you've really got to try and cut through all of the noise. But you know, one thing that could come out of this, if a lot of these smaller banks do collapse, and then we have risk with the bigger banks, this is where you could see an opportunity for the Federal Reserve with the central bank digital currency. So this could be some sort of a, a smoke and mirror exercise that could be going on as well, because this would be very easy for them to bring in this central bank digital currency and do a, a sort of soft test with a large amount of people. And they could even trial universal basic income and a, a couple of other things, because what happens when people are scared and fearful and worried about losing their homes, they will tend to give up a lot of 
freedoms and other things in order to do that. So we'll wrap it up there for today. I will see you tomorrow for the walk and talk. Take care. God bless. See you then.